welcome to the Brain Health Journey podcast with Brittany and Tish, where we talk about all things ADHD and other brain health related topics. And today we are going to be talking about decision making and indecisiveness, which I think some people from the outside looking in, they may think, okay, you have a hard time making decisions, but yet you impulsively make decisions too. That seems a little contradicting. And I feel like I feel like that's kind of the world in general about ADHD. There's a lot of contradicting things about us. Like we can do one thing and then do kind of the complete opposite as well. So Tish, I don't know if you want to open up about, yeah. I guess, decisiveness in general, why a lot of people with ADHD experience this and I guess what, what happens, like, what is it that leads us to get to this point where we're overanalyzing and just overthinking and can't make these even smallest decisions sometimes. Yeah, no. And I'm excited to talk about this topic because I do think a lot of people with ADHD do struggle with making decisions or that impulse decision-making as well, which is, you know, it, it can also cause a lot of issues. And so, um, one of the things that, um, when I'm thinking about being indecisive or, you know, that impulsivity side of things, with the um, making the decisions or that being indecisive, it really has to do with the brain's executive function. And so mm -hmm. I know that's, we all with ADHD do struggle with executive function. And some of those things can be, you know, time management. Um, you know, you know, we have, some of us have poor time perception, paying attention to the information and remembering the information well enough to be able to make those decisions and weigh those um, those op those different different options seeing those different possibilities of you know if I make this decision how will this land or if I make this decision how will that land um, just being able to really see those different possibilities remembering the details of mm -hmm. each one of the decisions that you have to make you know, our working memory is not great. And so remembering some of those details to be able to really make that right decision um, kind of falls into that too. Another thing also for me, um, I'm an overthinker and I will overthink something to absolute, it'll, I may just overthink it to a point where I just completely shut down and no decision will be made at all. And I know I've heard a lot of people who have um, ADHD talk about the overthinking of, of things as well as procrastinating, wait, waiting till the last minute to do something. And also my insecurities with being afraid I'm going to fail or I'm going to disappoint somebody or I'm not going to live up to someone's expectations. And so there's also that layer of it too. Um, there's just a lot of layers for me with this. But then the other side of it is impulsivity. There are some times where I don't think about it at all. I'll just do something and don't even think about what the consequences are going to be. It's like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Why did I spend money on this? Why did I, you know, whatever it is. So but how about you? It is strange, like how you're saying that, like sometimes, I don't know, we can just be impulsive and do something on the spot and decide right then and there what we're going to do. And then sometimes it's, yeah, we just ruminate and overthink it to no oh end. Gosh. It's just crazy how we can do both. And like you said, I think a lot of it has to do with anxiety. This could have a lot to do with, I guess, some of the impulsive decisions that we have made in the past. Sometimes 
we've made impulsive decisions and we face some kind of consequences for them. And so that can get us to think, all right, well, what if this doesn't turn out the way I want it to turn out? And so even just with like the smallest things, I find it interesting that sometimes we have such a hard time even choosing what movie or restaurant we want to go to. Like it could be something so small. So small. You like, you know, hey, do you want to go to this one or this one or this one? You know, like restaurants, you may like all of them. Yeah. But for some reason it, it's like, all right, you're, you're like making me choose something and I can't choose. Like when there's all these options, it can really become difficult to make those decisions sometimes. And I think some of it has to do with our working memory as well. Like if there's too much information coming in, it can take up that space. And so all of a sudden we're just like, we just freeze. Right. Because so much space has been taken up so quickly. Yeah. And you know, something that you just said kind of uh, made me think of something else. The sensory overload, for example, if you are experiencing sensory overload, you have all these sounds and noises and lights and all of this stuff coming at you and you're asked to make a decision, I can tell you for me, I don't want to make a blanket statement here, but for me, if you ask me to make a decision while I'm experiencing sensory overload, it will completely shut me down. I will come, I'll hit a burnout stage. I will crash, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And so that's another piece of this too, is that a lot of us do experience sensory overload. And sometimes, you know, we may not even realize at that time that we are starting to experience a sensory overload situation. And then you have decisions to make on top of that. And it's kind of a, it, it can be a recipe sometimes for, I don't want to sound negative, but it can be a recipe for a disaster if you're looking for somebody to make a decision in that, in that state of mind. So, yeah. Right. I think sometimes when, when there's options, sometimes like our brains, we know this, we, it goes into like a hundred different directions. And then each of those hundred directions goes into another hundred. Like our brains just go so fast yeah, and is thinking nonstop. So I think sometimes, especially with the open-ended questions or options, you know, it's like, you think about all the possibilities yeah, and it, be- it just becomes so overwhelming that I think that's, part of like the sensory overload as well and taking up that working memory space you're thinking about all the possibilities and maybe all the consequences that can happen and it's just all happening in your head at once yeah yeah and I and like we said earlier you know I think a a piece of this too is that so many of us have heard, you know, we are afraid to disappoint other people, or we are afraid we have that fear of failure because of things we've heard throughout our entire life. You know, I've said this, I think in several different episodes, but try harder, buckle down. You're not, you know, you didn't do this right. You know, we've heard all these things throughout our life and we don't want to hear them. And so we don't want to make a wrong decision because we, we've heard these things our whole life. And so there's that layer of it too. So there's just a lot of different reasons why I think it's difficult for some of us to be able to, if we're asked, you know, a question, where do you want to eat? Do you want to go to, you know, restaurant X or X, a restaurant Y? It may take us a little bit of time because we don't want to pick the wrong one. Or we, like you said, don't have that working memory to really, you know, make those decisions. So 
Yeah. And I find myself, I don't know if this is how others are, but I guess back to like the, like the restaurant decision, I'll easily tell you if I don't like something. Right. I'll easily tell you like, well, I don't really like this place. You know, I feel like that's almost easier on me where it's like, okay, why don't you choose and, or give me like a few options and I'll just, I'll let you know what I don't like. And then you can kind of go from there and choose. And right. that's kind of, it just feels like it's so much easier. And sometimes people will be so persistent where, because usually that's how I am. Like, oh, you, you just, you go ahead and choose. And sometimes I think people think, well, you know, Brittany needs to choose something for once. And so they'll like be persistent. Well, like, no, you choose this time. And like, oh, this is like too much pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. And it's not like, it's not easier on me. Sometimes it's, it's easier on me to just for you guys to just choose. And if there's something that you want, that's okay. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'll let you know if I don't like it. Yeah. I promise I will, you know, it just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I do think you mentioned something about, I guess the people pleasing. Like I think it's very important for us to ask ourselves is part of my indecisiveness due to wanting to please someone else? Like, is that, is that a factor into why I'm not making a decision in this area, whatever it may be? Because I think that can be, that can be a big thing for us a lot of the time. Yeah. And on the other side of that, as I mentioned earlier, is we can't pick a restaurant for anything, but I could drive by a tattoo parlor and not even have it on my mind or even have a design picked out, but just automatically be like, oh, impulsively pull in, and go get a tattoo of something. And I had put no zero thought of it at all. That is the, that is the funny thing about me with this is that I can't make decisions on certain things, but if I see something, you know, it catches my eye. The novelty scene. Exactly. I can just impulsively go and get a tattoo or whatever else, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's it's funny. It is kind of funny. It's kind of bizarre. I can see why some people from the outside that don't, you know, have ADHD, they are kind of looking in and they're like, Gosh, sometimes you guys just don't make sense. I know. I know. It's like you're going to put something on your body that's going to last forever, (laughs) but you don't know where you're going to eat on Thursday night at 630. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It is funny sometimes. Some are just like, gosh, this this doesn't seem to add up with me. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. It it is very frustrating. I know we're laughing about it and I know we're but here's the thing. It is it is serious. Um but if I don't laugh about it, it it will it will make things a lot worse. I mean, you have to make light of certain things and so um this is just one of my struggles with having ADHD that I can kind of sit back and go, this is a little funny. So Oh yeah, sometimes I think yeah, you do just have to laugh at yourself as long as it I mean it's not a super serious situation I mean there's times where I'm like oh my gosh why did I do that or I know why did I think this or you know whatever it may be and sometimes sometimes you do just have to laugh at yourself but um like you said I mean ADHD in general it, it is it is serious when it comes down to it oh for sure yeah and and the thing is is when we talk about one topic it typically 
starts to stretch out into so many other things, because again, it's a domino effect. You know, we, we started off talking about making decisions and then we start talking about people pleasing. We start talking about, I mean, rejection sensitive dysphoria can be a piece of that too, because you have that, you don't want to feel rejected for, you know, or disappoint someone or, you know, so it, it really does kind of go into so many other topics. Um, so it really, it yeah. does. Do you have any, um, I guess, suggestions or tips on, I guess, what you do or implement in your own life to kind of help with this? Yeah. So if I have to make decisions, let's say, for example, for work, if I'm working on a work project and I have to, you know, make decisions throughout that project, what I try to do is I try to put those decisions in different categories. If I look at the whole picture and have all of these things at me at one time, I, it, I, I will shut down. But if I put them into different categories and make one decision at a time, it makes things a little easier for me where I don't get so overwhelmed with all of this stuff coming at me. I do give myself a, a time limit to make a decision. I may put a reminder on my calendar, or if I have to make a decision by the end of a, a day, I'll put a timer or something on my phone where I do, I, I make sure I have this much time. I have to make this decision and I have to get it done by this time. And so that has helped. It does add a little bit of pressure to mm -hmm. me, which makes things a little bit better because for me, I've worked better in urgent situations. And I think that's, again, now this where the procrastination piece of this can, can come in too. Um, when I, when I start to overthink things and I get into that just cycle, I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel, just yeah. going in a circle and not, I'm not going anywhere at all. I will ask for help. I'll ask someone, Hey, can I, can I run this idea by, by you? I have this decision to make. I'm kind of struggling to make this. Can you, can I talk to you about this and just kind of get your input on it and not really expecting them to make the decision for me, but have someone else's brain and someone else's, you know, sure. thoughts involved in the decision-making process. So ask for help. Um, and I think it's important. I know a lot of us um, that have ADHD, we can sometimes have a difficult time giving ourselves credit and really um, looking at our strengths and, and celebrating the wins throughout our life. And I think that when we do make a decision, even if it's a small decision, I think it's important to reward yourself for that and celebrate that. Um, and that can look different for everyone on how you reward yourself or celebrate those. But I do think it's important to do that um, because I feel if by doing that, it helps with your self-esteem, it helps, you know, um, kind of not really minimize maybe some of that RSD feeling that we can get sometimes with that feel, fear, uh, fear of failure and all of that. Um, but I do think it's important for multiple reasons to celebrate um, even the small wins are important. So that's, that's me. How about you? Absolutely. And something I've noticed a lot from the ADHD community is that it's so interesting when we, when we do something at the last minute or we're kind of in the middle of something and we think, gosh, this is so awful. Like no one's going to like this. This is stupid. I, why can't I do better? And once it's out there, it, people are just, it's almost like they're amazed and they're like, oh, this is so good. This is, I was engaged. I was listening or you sounded 
so professional, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has like all this amazing feedback and you think, oh my gosh, I mean, people actually really like this. And I noticed that a lot from the ADHD community. And I think that's kind of where, like what you're saying, recognizing that and acknowledging it. I think mm-hmm. hard time doing that where even when we're getting like all this positive feedback and people are saying like this, this was really good. And we are still telling ourselves that, well, I could have done better or it's not that big of a deal. And really, no matter how small or big it is, I mean, take a second to acknowledge it. Exactly. To acknowledge it. Yeah. It's so important, honestly, it, it really is. And sometimes, you know, we, people, like I always, I love your content and I, you know, I think you do an amazing job on it. And I think it's important to hear those things, but I think it's even more important to tell yourself yes. those things. And it's not easy to do. It really isn't. It's uncomfortable sometimes to, to, you know, think about the things that I've done right, or some of my strengths or, you know, whatever. So, right. Like we downplay it. I noticed oh, that. Yeah, we and- absolutely do. Yes. Like we just downplay, oh, I mean, just what we have accomplished or like our skills, whatever it may be. And we just, we downplay ourselves. And I know, I know look at someone else and I'm like, why are you talking about yourself like this? But I do the same thing. I, I do this and I'm still working through it. It's a work in progress. Oh, but I, sure. I'm trying to acknowledge more of my accomplishments and maybe some of my skills and that sort of thing. I, I am working on that. It's a work in progress, but I oh. still go. Oh, for sure. And I interrupted you. So sorry about that. <laughs> but... Oh no, You're okay. You're okay. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm too, but, um, I think like one more thing I want to add is we often say like, I'll do it when I'm ready. And I'm trying to tell myself a little more that, you know, I'm, I'm never really going to be ready unless right. I'm like under pressure. So why I am trying to start, like you were saying, maybe putting things into categories and starting a little bit earlier, even if it's like, let's say I'm writing a paper. Okay. Well today I'm just going to get like the header and whatever, like get that situated. And then, you know, the next day, well, let's just focus on the title for now, just the title. Yeah. It may suck. It may like not sound good. I can always do whatever later, but I'm getting something down, something. And so I think just starting small and just try, I don't know, for me, at least it's like, I tell myself I'll do it when I'm ready, but then, well, am I ever actually going to be ready? Probably not. So I'm going to try to start where I can and start small, I guess. Yeah. That's such a great idea too, because it kind of help helps pave a, a foundation, even if it's not a really stable foundation, but it does help pay, pave a foundation of at least getting something started. And so I think that's important to do, even if it's not going to be the end product, at least you're getting it started. So I think it's right. really important. So, yeah. Well, is- I, that, I guess one last thing, or maybe two last things for really small decisions, I've learned to like, maybe just flip a coin and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or something like choosing a restaurant or something and adding on to what you said about the sensory overload. If you feel like you're, you need to make a decision about something, try to limit like 
I guess the stimuli, like what's coming in, in your environment, whether that's, I don't know, getting away from a crowded place or just being alone, turning off music, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that will help take up less space in that working memory that we were talking about before. Yeah. So I think finding a quiet space for a certain period of time can be helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, try your best to let that guard down and ask for help. Even if it's just, you know, running something by an idea by someone, just, just do it. And it's so hard for a lot of us to do that, but um, I have started doing a better job at asking for help with stuff. And I, and I can tell it's helped um, my exhausted feeling at the end of the day and that whole burnout thing. So absolutely, I'm trying to ask for more help as well. Um, you know, kind of like you said, can I run by, can I run something by you to get your opinion? I don't know. It, it does seem to help. So I'm trying to do that a little bit more as well. Yeah. Brittany, this has been a really good conversation. And I, it really, every time I talk to you about, we always pick a topic. And every time I talk to you about a topic, we always expand it out into so many other things. We and do. so it, it, this was a great conversation and hopefully whoever's listening um, to this, I hope that the quick tips that we gave will be able to help you a little bit and just know you're not alone um, with this struggle. I know that I am definitely right there with you. And so, yeah, just thank you so much, Brittany. Oh, Tish, as always, I love doing this with you. And like you said, whenever I talk to you, I feel like I learn something or think about other things that I didn't think I was going to talk about. Because like you said, it just kind of expands in all of these directions. And I always appreciate these discussions with you and just appreciate you so much. Oh, all right. Well, until the next episode. Until the next episode.